I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. It's time for episode number 343 of Video Games Hot Dog, a podcast about video games. Ooh, hi, guys. Hi. Coming right up on that uh, sequential numbered podcast. Yeah, 345. Why don't people celebrate those? Those seem more interesting than 100 or 500. Uh, they're they're, harder to they're no less arbitrary. That's true. So we had 1, 2, 3, which we didn't talk about. And we had 2, 3, 4, which we didn't talk about. Mm-hmm. So now we're up, we're almost on 3, 4. We'll just have to wait till well, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Okay. That's Six, definitely seven, a notable eight, podcast. Because at one per week, mm-hmm. if we get up that high, we're doing really well. Yeah, it's going to be great. Okay. The just everything will be ash around us. We'll be on a <laughs> we'll be on a moon base and we burn down the rest of the moon. And we've got a giant orbital laser pointed at the Earth, holding everyone hostage, forcing them to listen to our hot takes. And providing us with our immortality juice. Yeah. <laughs> um so other than that, what have you been up to, Riff? Um not much. Um, pass, pass. Riff. Wow. Just describe. Okay. We're going to start the podcast over now. You can't do, you can't start off like that. <laughs> describe <laughs> what happened to you today. Uh, I got up. Well, I did. Okay. We had a conference call and when mm-hmm. it was over, I got out of bed. <laughs> so, so you set an alarm to wake up specifically for the conference call. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Which is at 1 p.m. your time. Yep. Yep. Okay. And, and, uh, um. Describe waking up. (laughs) Well, okay. I have, I have a, a a phone app that, uh, detects my motion while I sleep to figure out, like, when I'm deeply asleep versus just, like, lightly asleep. And, Instead, it waits until the worst possible time and is like, riff, 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 wait, be, wait, That wait. would be a good prank version of this app, actually. That's, <laughs> <laughs> but no, no it, 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 of course it does the opposite. It, it, instead of setting a specific time, you give it a half hour range and it, and it picks the, the first light. It picks like your lightest moment of being asleep during that range and wakes you up then. Does it also notice when you're like falling in a dream and like save you from dying in the dream because you would also die in real life? Oh, that, that would be stuff? pretty cool. Yeah, they they'd have to charge more for that service. I think. Yeah, does it have like a Freddy Krueger detector? Oh, the, the, what they charge for that service, you don't want to know. It's it's uh, it's a high price, <laughs> but it's worth it. Nothing is nothing is more precious than not dying in a dream. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, I maybe it's like free, but if you end up using it, then you have to go work at their offices forever. <laughs> they want the dreams of your firstborn child. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, that wouldn't. I mean, who cares, right? You don't. <laughs> you don't remember. Yeah, screw that guy. We're not beholden to them. Well, but I mean, like. It, okay, I like having dreams, and I like hearing stories about other people's dreams, but if somebody was like, hey, you can live forever, but you will never have another dream, I'd be like, all right. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's or like, but it's not, are you, you're saying like, Is your premise that people only die when yeah. they die in their dreams? No, no. So the premise is they will keep you from they will keep you from having this happen as long as you sacrifice the dreams of your unborn first child. Well, are they gonna? Are they keeping you from dying... In any manner or specifically from Freddy's. I mean, (laughs) in either case, it's worth it because dreaming is not that big a deal for this theoretical kid who doesn't even exist. It's not like, I don't know. I mean, I 
I mean, yeah, I, I have no that, intention that, to ever have kids, so any deal I am offered that oh. has to do with the life of or any attribute of my firstborn child, I'm I'm fine with that. Man, like, I Riff, think, I think you should have a bunch of kids. Also, I think that this is some sort of, like, clearly, like, this is some sort of devil's bargain that will end Oh, like a monkey's you. paw situation yeah. where if, if I take a bargain like that, I'm doomed to accidentally have a kid so that yeah. it'll come true? Yeah, that makes sense. And that kid will really wish that he had lots of dreams. Well, but if you're deprived of REM sleep, don't you go crazy after a while? And if, if you're deprived of listening to REM's albums, <laughs> the same thing happens? Yeah, if you, if you don't get to hear it, Automatic for the People at least once a year, you go crazy and you um, it depends how get it out of your car in a traffic jam. Because like maybe, <laughs> maybe, a lot of people like say they don't dream when what they mean is they, they never remember having dreamt. So maybe maybe that's all it would be. Remember that REM song, I Don't Sleep, I Dream? I guess that's true. It's not that they would prevent you from dreaming. It's just that the corporation, the, the app corporation would own. The oh, yeah, that's true. They shot. need you to dream because otherwise yeah. they're not getting anything. Right. Okay. That, that's fine. Then. Okay. So you just don't remember it or you remember it, but you're not allowed to tell anybody about the cool ones because the corporation gets to, gets all that cred. <laughs> or maybe the, the party. just everything in the dream is branded with that app. Oh, oh, it's mm. like, oh, the, the curse is not that you don't dream. It's that your dreams are entirely commercials. They're about Mountain Dew. That'd be pretty good though. Cause you'd always be able to enjoy Mountain Dew. <laughs> You'd, like, you'd be able to shred on a snowboard and yeah, eat a lot of Doritos. Yeah. That might not be the worst. That'd be fine. If I could get, if I could drink a lot of Mountain Dew and eat a lot of Doritos in my dreams to the point where I never needed to or wanted to do either of those things in real life again, I think that would be overall better for my health. That's hmm, true. True. Like a programmable dream about just like eating a shitload of ice cream and like you get all the satisfaction of eating a shitload of ice cream, but you didn't need any ice cream. So it was like a moment on the lips that you imagined no lifetime on the hips that are real. <laughs> it's not really a lifetime on the hips. Like, yeah, and also it's not, I would not describe the thing that's good about eating a, like an entire pint of ice cream as <laughs> the moment when it's on your lips. Yeah. Like that's not, that's the, like, I don't care about that at all. I, also, there's no calories. If you literally just like take like a pint of ice cream and you just, Stick it in, in front of your face where you, you just use oh, it like, like chapstick like one of those, over a long period of time. There's like no calories. Like one of those needle grids at the sharper image where you you stick your face in it and then it forms your face out of the needles. Yep. Except with ice cream. What would you call those needles? Uh, I, I don't know what else. Pins? Uh, yeah. I think if you refer to them as needles, you're going to get a lot of your people volunteering to <laughs> press a, a thousands of them against their face. Okay, okay. I mean, nails. Yeah, nails. Like a bed of nails yeah. is fine. I like those things. I like the way those things feel. Yeah, sure. yeah. it on your face. It's cool. like a real. Do you ever like put it so that it's everything? It's all like, ex, like not extended, and then you tilt it back onto your face. So all the pins or whatever just fall, fall onto your face. Fall your face. Fall your face. That, that gets a lot less fun when you realize those things are impossible to wash. That, nothing guess, is impossible to wash. You put it in your pocket and you walk through an automatic car wash. Okay. There's nothing that can't be cleaned. And in that then way. you can then you can call it washed. Dip the whole thing in bleach. Okay. All and right. While it's still wet, put it while on your face. While it's still on your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, if it's not, yeah, like, just use the bucket you you typically use to dip your head in bleach, which <laughs> is keep it on your face when you dip your head in bleach next time. Bacteria and stuff does not like to live on surfaces that are not 
wet and warm, right? So like, well, that's why they jump onto your face immediately when you put the. (laughs) (laughs) So, so a sharper image pin grid is sort of like a bus for bacteria (laughs) to get from one face to another. If you're not like dipping your face in hand sanitizer, then you've already got a, a a nice. Protective layer of friendly. He's, look, he's dipping his face in bleach in the face bucket that he has. Yeah. Okay, well, face bucket would be a good name for a startup. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, it's for like it's where you put all of your files about your friends and family. I've been uh, dipping a bunch of stuff in bleach, and have you? Oh, you have. Yeah, and some of it uh, works, and some of it doesn't. What does that mean? I don't know. Works. Some of it like gets noticeably lighter right away, and some of it just kind of doesn't do anything. I think like. Colored nylon uh-huh. doesn't do anything when you dip it in bleach. Okay, because I think the color is probably bonded yeah, to it. Yeah, that's probably it, like, like the yeah. like. Yeah, it's not like dyed. It was like produced that color, maybe. Yeah. Is that not how like silk works? They don't feed the spiders <laughs> like colored that flies, would be cool. Car- carrots. Yeah. They, you know how you know those pictures Beats. where it's like ants drinking sugar out of like with food coloring in it. Like I always imagine that's how you made colored silk was you feed ants colored sugar water and then have the and then you feed the spiders those ants. Oh, so okay. Then the silk. I was waiting to find out what the next step was going to be of getting <laughs> silk out of ants. Does it, do you have to like go all the way up the food chain and like have the cats eat the spiders and then? Well, no, because the spiders make the silk. Well, but they do that inside the cats, Ugh. and then and the cats oh. run around. Oh, is that how they got those goats to make silk? They just fed them a bunch yep. of spiders. Well, no, they ate the cats. Oh, okay. So the spiders they, are running. They, so they, they the feed cats. the spiders to a bunch of tin cans, yeah, and they feed yeah. those to the goats. <laughs> do okay. Do goats really eat tin cans? I think what I what I've heard is that like they might eat the label off of a tin can to get at like the tasty glue <laughs> but huh. they they wouldn't eat an actual tin can like they might eat the label of a tin can because they're too stupid to know the difference between green beans and a picture of green beans yes this is how this is how goats uh die often no, they never learned about metaphors yeah <laughs> they die because they get scared by a picture of dracula and they run off of a cliff that's right is it um, rabbits that will eat iceberg lettuce to the exclusion of all other foods? And because it has basically no vitamins or calories, they will just starve themselves to death because they like how it tastes or feels or whatever. It's mm. it's rabbits that I've heard that about. Okay. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Isn't that so. similar to like koala bears and pandas who only eat one thing, which has so few calories that they basically have to do nothing except eat that for their entire lives. E- eucalyptus and bamboo. Yeah. Sounds like a bath and body works. My understanding is yeah. that eucalyptus is an opiate, and so they spend their entire lives stoned, basically stoned. high on, hooked yeah. on it. Yeah. Right, and, and hooked. And so, like, drop bears are probably koalas on opiate withdrawal. Okay. That's why they eat the meat I, of, the, uh, of the passersby. I tried to make eucalyptus tea once with some leaves that I gathered from some eucalyptus trees. It was gross. It's probably bad. for the best. I mean, I think of that as a thing that's used to make medicine smell like medicine. Yep. Yeah. Man, I tried to make a fire out of some eucalyptus wood by setting it on fire, and it was 
intolerable. The this it was like oh, a the, oh, thousand no. people smoking a menthol in the exact <laughs> same bowl and blowing it in my face. <laughs> and it's real flammable too. Like eucalyptus trees will catch on fire and then spread like wildfire. Mm-hmm. Um, they finally got categorized as an invasive species in Phoenix, and they made it so you couldn't plant them anymore because yeah. people would plant them because they would grow like crazy and they'd get real tall. But then if you didn't water them, they would immediately die and become these huge hazards because, like, I mean, the reason I had that wood to burn was because a giant chunk of the apartment complex across the alley's tree fell in our yard. Oh, this wasn't, wasn't at your house? This was at the office in Arizona. Oh, right, because that fire pit was behind that office. For a yeah. While. Anyway, I'm sure our listeners are fascinated by that story. Don't burn eucalyptus, kids, unless you want a, the experience of a bunch of people blowing menthol smoke in your face. Which probably you do. Some people do, yeah. Yeah. What if you, what if instead of a bigger vape rig being the thing people wanted, what if people just wanted more vape rigs to vape from at the same time? Oh, like one of those beer helmets. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. Like if you just had like a still suit that was nothing but vapes and just a bunch of tubes <laughs> leading to your mouth. What is a vape rig? It's like a vape rig. It's like those lightsabers that vape lords suck on. It's like a bigger. It's like a than a vape pen. Yeah, it's like usually like a like a lightsaber. Except instead okay. of a plasma blade, what do they even say it is? Is it plasma? Who knows? Isn't it, is it not light? Some sort of crystal. Light wouldn't hurt, you know. Light would just be like, oh, my neck is slightly brighter. Ah. Are you trying to imply that light can't hurt things? Uh-huh, I am. If, okay. it's, if it's UV light, they might give you cancer after a while. Eventually, yeah. I don't so know. So lasers are You're just... going to get neck cancer eventually, Darth Maul. I guess he would get uh, waist cancer. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, What have you been up to this past week? Working from home while they while some men replaced the stairs in the front of my house with stairs that. How'd you get out of the house today? Broken. The uh, out the back door, out the garage. Okay. Yeah. So you decided not to replace the stairs in both the front and the back at the same time. Yeah, would have been would have been a rough move. I would have had to slide down the fireman's pole and then get back in the house via catapult. You can't climb the pole. <laughs> no. Have okay. you thought about installing a fireman's pole? I no. Huh? I don't know why. I mean, I don't want a hole leading from the basement to the main floor of the house. And that, and the reason is because all of the garage farts would make it up into the main room. Okay. My garage is full of farting rats. God, I was walking the other night uh, over by the Twenty Fourth Street Bart Station, and on the sidewalk there was a cluster of. About 20 rats just sort of writhing in a circle. And then as I walked oh, closer to them, they sort of like scattered and ran through a fence and then reconvened under a car on the other side of the fence. Like, this was, this is some vampire in, in the form yeah. of, uh, in the of form rats. of a bunch of rats. Yeah. Like I, this is like somebody who's like, fuck, I learned, I learned the spell to turn myself into a bunch of rats, but then I forgot how to turn back. And so now I'm just panicking. What, uh, what were they doing? <laughs> I don't know. Cluster? They were just sort there of, no, no, there wasn't anything there. There or... wasn't no, yeah, it, it was, I couldn't, I could not discern like, any, whatever they were doing, they could also do under that car. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't seem like, I mean, maybe it was just like a big rat orgy. Okay. I don't know how rats breed. 
Maybe it's like they're like Spock. Rats breed like Spocks where once every seven years, it's just like rats just fucking everywhere. Everywhere you go. Every rat in town shows up at the same party. Okay. The same van. Do they knock each other out with uh, rat neck pinches? Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. Saw where you were going with that after you got there. <laughs> yeah. Good. <laughs> Good. What have you been up to, Jim? Uh, so a couple of months ago, a friend of mine who was visiting Finland sent me a care package full of licorice. Oh, God. Including um, this stuff that came in like a, it looked like it's almost like a pack of cigarettes called Salmiaki. Like these little diamond-shaped hard licorices that I really loved and finished in like a couple of days and have been trying to figure out how I can get more of. Um, so I've been like on Amazon searching for like who will sell me uh, Scandinavian licorice and not charge $30 shipping to get it across the ocean. Finish, Jim. <laughs> That's... That's what you need to do. That's that would be for the best. Wow, <laughs> the uh, it's expensive to ship things internationally, right? And so I'm I'm like trying to find like I found some stuff that people have like presumably bulk imported for the purpose of selling to like Finnish immigrants in the U.S. or something, right? Um, but none of it is salmiaki. It's all like different stuff that's not weirdly. Or, or not that weirdly, just not as good or not as specific as what I'm looking for. So you just need to find somebody from Finland who travels to the U.S. that you can convince to, like, fill all of their remaining, like, suitcase space with. How do you spell it? Uh, I think it's S-A-L-M-I-A-K-I-I. I don't know. I don't think I know anybody in Finland off the top of my head. I've never who even is... seen any evidence that Finland exists. So searching well, Google Maps this... for buy Salmiaki uh, has th three uh, three results. One is the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus over in the Castro. <laughs> huh. One is 826 Valencia Pirate Supply Store, which I don't think they're going to have it. Third one is Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just north of here. So... Um, that's not helping. Yeah. Riff, have you used a Nokia phone? Uh, I uh, No. Are those Finnish? Yeah, that's a, that's a Finnish phone company. Would, would you say it is a finished phone? That's, uh, if, since you've never used it, it's never even begun. Yeah, it's true. Um, if you send uh, the Salmiaki box back to your friend, would you describe what you're doing as refinishing it? Sure. Uh, could you get your friend to send you some more? Uh, no, she's no longer in Finland. I see. Could you? Also, I think she spent like 20 bucks shipping it to me. Yeah. Well, so, I so. mean, but so you could, if you bought a thousand, 50 boxes of it, it yeah. would probably still only be $30 That's to true. ship, right? And so then you yeah. could just, I could, I, mean, I could, and it seems like, like you like it that much. Like you could pay 30 bucks a year for unlimited access to this candy you yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. I bet I, I would like it. I'll, I'll buy one of them from you. Like I'll that time I bought $4 like of the five shipping. cases of Kinder Eggs. <laughs> <laughs> is that you were were you did you want the toys or did you want the chocolate uh i think i wanted the toys and it didn't occur to me that i could just go on ebay and buy a huge box of the toy capsules which mm. is which turns out to also be the case do people leave them unopened do they 
Yeah, apparently so. I buy, buy I, the eggs and eat the chocolate and then leave the toys. The the time that I, I I have also bought a box of just the capsules previously, and they they didn't seem like they weren't damp. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I get, I suspect or guess or whatever that I theorize that whoever was selling them maybe had an inn at the factory or something, but I don't you, know. Yeah. By damp, you mean like you were positing that they might have like, never they had been. never been inside put, an egg. Yeah. Put the entire egg in their mouth and just let it dissolve. And that's how they get the <laughs> toy out. Shut. That's what you're supposed to do, right? Right. That's why it's illegal here is because they're afraid that kids will <laughs> choke on them. <laughs> yes. They're afraid that the world's stupidest and largest kids will try to eat a Kinder Egg whole and not realize it has a throat plug in it the limited exposure i've had to kinder eggs the the toys have not been like exciting enough for me. every once in a while there'll be a set that's really really good yeah like every once in a while there will be a set of like here is like an extremely large and elaborate machine that we have figured out how to flat pack into this thing and you can build it (laughs) um but, but often yeah, your, it's a your dumb odds jigsaw of getting puzzle. The real good one is pretty low. The I I feel like they have probably gotten worse and worse over the years. The same way that Cracker Jacks and other things like that have done. The last time I had a Kinder Egg, it came with a toy that, and I I wish I could remember the context for this because it would make it a much more informative thing for me to talk about. But it there was an associated iPhone app. Whoa. Huh. And I don't know what the app did because I don't have an iPhone, but like there was a download code for it and you used it with the toy somehow. Um, I like the chocolate in Kinder Eggs. Yeah, it's good. All, all milk it's chocolate all right. is delicious. It's like a yeah. it's like a layer of milk chocolate and a layer of white chocolate. Oh, I think sure. they put the white chocolate on the inside so it doesn't make it look like the toy has been in somebody's ass. Oh, <laughs> like, that makes sense. They, they were trying like... We, we don't want people to think that this got smuggled out of a prison. <laughs> Wait, so if you're, if your argument is if the white chocolate was on the outside, it would somehow look less like poop than if the dark well, chocolate. The capsule, the yeah, toy Yeah, the capsule inside. itself would be smeared. If it was just a uniform oh, milk chocolate, oh, the, capsule. the capsule would have little brown, brown smears all over it. I see. Yeah. Okay. And like something that's brown, I don't look at a thing that's brown and think, mm, poop. When I see something with brown smears on it, I definitely think, mmm, poop. Huh. Mmm, <laughs> delicious. Yeah, wow, that's this is a real... These were very, very cheap. Very, very cheap microphone arms, yeah. Um, and well worth it. Yeah. That's going to fall Cheers. again. Yeah. Before the end of the show. Well, cool. we've got this other mic you can switch to. Yeah, but the whole point was to test this mic that yeah. uh, might have different and or better audio quality. You could just put that mic in this mic stand. Well, sure, yeah. Can hear us troubleshoot this podcast here on on the video on games hot dog. Yes, yeah, good. Speaking of video games, hot dog. Have you guys mm. played any video games? I played. Segwayed. I played um, JP's. I finally I, JP talked about this like six months ago, and I finally got around to playing it. A uh, Mister Friendly, which is his uh, uh, Doom mod, where instead of running around shooting demons, you talk to them and run errands for them, and. It's written in a very like delightful, whimsical way where all the all the items in the game like the are, are recontextualized as like oh this is uh, <laughs> the the small med packs are called gum and the big med packs are called gum lunch 
<laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, it's and and like I, I finally ran into uh, um, it started repeating eventually, but you can just talk to random monsters in the game, and they will each have something you know moderately interesting to say about their lives. How do you talk to monsters in a Doom? engine game so the setup for this game was a big pain in the ass you need uh gz doom and you need the mod and you need the original uh wad files i think they're yeah i I forget if they're called wad files if they're not uh mods but yes you need you need the original data um and so i had to find where on my old hard drive i had installed doom 2 um and then you have to like uh, make sure that the controls are configured for flying because you're a flying monster. Otherwise, you're just going to like walk around and like run into the wall because you can't get low enough to get into a tunnel. Um, because you're not, you're not walking on the ground anymore. Uh, and you have to, uh, make sure to bind the, uh, right mouse button to, um, alt fire because some of the, some of the controls you have, uh, require that. So the controls are you have a, a a hand to grab and put things in your inventory. So this game has an inventory, so that's one up on Doom. Okay. Um, and there's a uh, a item that will grab and place textures. So you can like take a texture off of one part of the level and put it on another. And some of the monsters like their their quests for you is like uh, I'd really like to see this one texture again. And then they show you the texture. So, like, I don't know why they don't just look at what they're showing you, <laughs> but you have to go. <laughs> well, so, okay. So, like, let's say that your son had been kidnapped and you were trying to get somebody to find him. And you said, I really, I'm desperate to see my son again. I'm desperate Here's a picture to see of what a he picture looks like. of my son you again. Would, you would say, what the fuck? You just look at that. <laughs> yeah, just look at the picture you I'm just showed me. desperate to see my son again. Yeah. Uh, and there's a fishing rod. You can uh, go, oh, okay. go fishing in any liquid, including like the lava or the acid, and that's neat. This sounds great. And um, yeah, an intense it, mod. It's pretty out there, um, and I really enjoyed it. But it's also like a very unpolished kind of a thing. Like, there's a lot of like uh, running around trying to find the item that the person tried to tell you to tell is looking for. And maybe a lot of this is like the UI I'm not understanding. Like there's this rectangle at the bottom of the screen that changes colors and I've never figured out what it means. Mm. Uh, but like, I, I'm really, I really dig it mostly for the writing. Like all the, all the monsters are given like whimsical names and they all like tell you about their lives. And, and- are they, are they just the monsters that would be there in Doom? Yes. Okay. Like, and, and so that's why there are these huge crowds of them. Like, and they, they talk about like, uh, they talk about Greeny, the guy who goes around killing them all the time. Hmm. As, as like a guy who like, he, he must think he's in a movie or something. Greeny. <laughs> is your character green in a meaningful Yeah. Way? He's got the, the Doom Marine. The Doom in Marine the first, is green. He's like a green yeah, it, bodysuit and the, it's okay. delightful. It's a delightful mod, and if you can put up with spending like twenty minutes to to set it up, it's worth checking out. And so you are playing as a as a monster or something. You're kind. playing, I think, as the guardian, I, I the, a guardian demon, which is a thing that I think JP made up. Um, who is someone who is like trying to emotionally support all the 
monsters in the dungeon. Okay. Emotional support demon. Yep. Okay. You can get to go on a plane. That's why you can fly. <laughs> That's right. Um, is that it? Uh, and I played, um, I've had this game for like five years and I haven't really touched it. I played a little bit of It'll Do. Hmm. The original. The original. Nice. Uh, Cause it was the, the one I have on the phone. Um, oh, the phone. Interesting. Yeah. And it doesn't, it like, it, it kind of is not a great phone experience because it, it demands in some cases precise movement. Mm. Right. Does it have undo? No. Uh, not that I found. Undo D-E-W? Yeah. Undo. I thought it might be. That'd be good. Undo but but I don't be... think it has either one of those. Does okay, the sorry. PC version have undo? No, but I was just I was I thought that might that, be a, that, a thing like having a rewind. That they would have done for the phone. Yeah, having mm. a rewind thing. I, I've never actually seen a phone game like add that feature that wasn't in the PC version. Here, you know, but something that I think would make the world be... significantly better is if no non-phone native games ever got ported to another telephone. <sighs> That's what hmm. I think. They're never any good. It's not true. It's true. Did you play through Bastion on your phone? No, you didn't. No. A lot of people, a lot of people really enjoy Fortnite mm-hmm. on their phones. I uh, don't enjoy it more on a computer. I just played a bunch of uh, LucasArts games on my phone, and that was fine. There are a lot of you people who don't like, have computers episodes anymore. Dude, complaining like, about it. Well, phones, a phone, there are a lot of people for I whom forgot. their phone is the only computing device that they own. They don't deserve games. Oh my god! They're not hardcore enough to build a sick rig, a sick <laughs> gaming slash vape rig. Yeah. God, what if you had a vape cooled oh, rig? You wow. have to, you have to keep yeah. vaping, or your computer <laughs> just runs faster and faster and faster until the frame rate makes your head explode. It sounds really dangerous. Yeah. Why would anybody use that? Because you're just fucking sick. Okay. I, I'll stick on. I'll stick with my phone. Yeah. You've seen, I've seen phones that also had vape rigs though. I, I'm just gonna like, I've got a bunch of games that I just never uninstalled on my phone. I'm gonna see if I, like, I recognize any of them that, oh, Plants vs. Zombies was a PC game. Sure. It plays pretty well on the phone. I, it's I played like, through, I played through the whole thing again. It is, so did I. It is tolerable on a phone. Your, your threshold is extremely high. Cause there are plenty of games that are just fine on a phone that you, like, your, your, when you get a game, if it requires you to pl- play the game in a landscape orientation, you just delete it immediately, which is ridiculous. But like that's a thing that a lot of people will do, and it's fine. Yeah. Fine. With big quotes around it. <laughs> I liked Never Ending but, Nightmares a lot, and if that phone, the phone port was fine. Okay. Plants vs. Zombies also works well because it is a game that you never touch the keyboard when you play it. Right, like it's just tap 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 to play. Tap tap tap. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hearthstone is totally fine on the Hearthstone phone. Hearthstone is awful on the phone. Oh like my God. building a deck on the phone takes thirty times as long as building it on the PC because you can't fucking type and search for cards. Like you can type, it's not that bad, and it's not a big deal. It's awful. Also, you just copy a deck list from from the internet, the internet. yeah, and yeah. you're done. What do you think of it'll do? It's all right. You're playing it on your phone. I, yeah. So mem- my memories of it are really positive. You got real, yeah. real into it. Yeah. I, I, I love it. And so this game like is themed like a kind of a jokey Zelda, but it is, as far as I can tell, completely linear. Mm-mm. 
No. no it's very, very sequence breakable. Hmm. You can beat the game with any two okay. of the, of the I, three powers. I only have one of the th- powers at this point. That making it so you could beat it with any two of the items is was crazy. very clever, but it also resulted in a bunch of just like weird red herring shit and all the level design where it's like, this is here for some shit that you don't care or know about. And it just makes it slightly more confused. I don't know. I, I remember bouncing off of it pretty, pretty quickly. Okay. Because I had to turn my phone sideways. <laughs> so I was like, fuck this. Give me Cinco Pouse or the New York Times crossword. What? There's the only what good phone game. A game that uses your phone as the controller, but isn't on your phone. New York Times Crossword is definitely not a native mobile game. That's a yeah, that's no a, kidding. That's a on paper game. Well, okay. You play it in portrait, and it's it's like refined. The UX is good. Yeah, that it is a good experience. Thank you, Will Shorts. <laughs> I'm sure for bestowing his blessing the, upon us, he he coded the iOS app himself. Yeah. yeah. Okay, drop seven is the other good <laughs> iOS game. Drop seven is I go back to that and play it every now and then. It's really good. It is good. Yeah, it's one of my one of my sometimes go tos. Does it still run on modern iOS? It runs on mine. I'm I'm in iOS ten though. I think I'm only I'm only one bit. behind and you're two behind. Well yeah. but ten is still thirty two bit. Yeah I don't know. Sixty eleven is sixty four bit and that killed a lot of stuff. So there's so much stuff that's on my phone now that just doesn't even exist in the app store anymore. Yep. It's really sad. I can't recommend like I recommended games to people and like that isn't a thing. And I'm like, well fuck. So here's what you do. You recommend a game to somebody and then you make a clone of it with the mm. same name that's actually just a sequence of ads. I wonder if the namespace is protected after the app has left the app store. Like once the it, their like app developer certificate expires after a year, I wonder if that namespace comes becomes available again. That's a good question. Huh. We can make an app called Facebook. Right. After those fly-by-nights are finally off the App Store. They'll eventually drop support for phones. They'll realize the only good way to do anything is on a PC. Yeah. And not a Macintosh. An no. IBM-compatible oh. PC. IBM-compatible. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Pentium 4 or higher. It's okay, Riff. I bet you could run, like, Mac OS, like, 6 in an emulation on Windows. <laughs> I wouldn't need to. I have an actual Mac OS 6 Mac sitting here. <laughs> yeah? Do you have any... you play Systems Twilight? Uh, yeah, actually. I do have that. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. Yeah. Do you have any Windows-based operating system devices, Riff? Uh, nope. Not unless there's, like, some sneaky driver in my fridge or something. What what about like a early microcomputer with like Microsoft Basic on it? Nope. Yeah. What about what about that? Nope. <laughs> You're not running an alt like an Altair. Nope. Okay. Altair would be a good name for a airline. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Be like, you want to get there differently. Alt Air. Yeah. Alt.air. That's their news group. That's Alt. the only Air. place they Dot advertise. Flap, flap, flap. <laughs> yep. 
I've been playing basically nothing but Cinco Pass and World of Warcraft. At the same time? No. I take Cinco a break Pass from World of Warcraft wow. to go downstairs and play Cinco Pass. Used, used to be you could play World of Warcraft and Bejeweled at the same time. It's true. That was back before people had phones and would just play Bejeweled on their phone while they were flying in the Griffin. That's true. Also, Griffin flights just don't take that long anymore. Do they... Is it literally faster or the flight pads shorter? Like, because... That was a great part of the WoW world building was like flying past a bunch of stuff and being like, oh my gosh, what is this place? Oh yeah, totally. Seeing seeing, yeah. seeing that troll party down on the coast and trying to figure out how to get there. Yep. My best memories of World of Warcraft are just getting through it. Like starting <laughs> a, a like a low-level character and trying to get to... Uh, Anywhere. Yeah, like, a, like uh, at one point my sister and I started... Uh, a couple of torrens, and we um you started a we snuck torrens <laughs> right, and we snuck into um the elf starting zone in order to tame some of those uh, spotted oh. cats, hmm. which was uh, that was a that's honestly probably my favorite like my my favorite memory of World of Warcraft. They've burned that zone down. Really? They, apparently, in this patch, I haven't I haven't played in years, but a lot of the promotional material. Are the was, cats okay? I doubt it. Shit. The, the tree was like burned to the ground. Wow. So I think a lot of elves and cats probably lost their lives. Yeah. And the tree was the ground when you were up there. Yeah. That's true. Um, that was neat. It was, uh, the, the new World of Warcraft, bleh, the new World of Warcraft expansion is pretty fun. I, I just hit max level like yesterday, I guess. And there's like world quests. Like there's just stuff going mean? on in the world that you can do for different factions to gain reputation and to get gear and to power up your artifact power on your heart of Azeroth, which you wear on your neck. It's a weird... So, like, they they added this system for the previous expansion, or maybe the one before that, I don't actually remember, where you got, like, this sort of legendary artifact weapon thing, and you leveled it up as mm -hmm. you went mm -hmm. through the progression. And they kept that system in there, but you don't just use the same weapon for the entire expansion this time. You just have a neck piece that is this, like thing that the old king of the dwarves who has been transformed into a being of pure diamond uh, gives you okay and um yeah and then you level that up over time but then there's these other pieces of gear that are like linked to it that have different abilities that unlock based on what level your neck thing is it's weird and convoluted they kind of have like weird perks on them there's one that's like, after your fire elemental expires, it spawns a smaller fire elemental that will continue to fight for another 30 seconds. Are you playing a mage? No. Oh, it's shaman. It's a fire elemental. Come on, buddy. Okay. Mages get water elementals. Shamans yeah. get fire and earth elementals. Okay. Does anybody else get elementals, Riff? What? Who gets an air elemental? I don't think anybody can summon an air elemental. Huh. Only God can make an air elemental. <laughs> okay. Are the air elementals? And, I, and like by God, I mean the God Alak here, the Lord of the Winds. I'm sorry. Did I did I air when I said? <laughs> when I was playing, warlocks got void walkers, which I'm pretty sure are an elemental of some kind. Yeah, they're just like dark elementals. Hmm. I think they still get void walkers. They're, they're That's demons. pretty cool. The the warlock quest chain to like unlock their little demon stuff i don't know if that even still exists that was 
I don't, super, super I don't good. think it does. I don't think, like, back when I leveled my shaman, you still had to go on a quest to, to get, get each of your, your totems. totems. Yeah, yeah. so good. Those were, I mean, they weren't great quests. Like they were, they were made it meaningful. Like it was, it was a way to like you felt so much more invested in your character because it was the sort of thing you would find in a single player game. It was the the, same with the druid shapeshifts quests. Yeah, they took that and the wolf shapeshift for the for the the travel form for the shaman. Right. Yeah, I think you just got that. I don't remember having to go on a quest to get that. That was why I chose that class. Like the class with the. That was why I chose Barbarian uh, Shaman in EverQuest, because they got a buff that increased your movement speed, which was a thing that high-level players would always pay for, and you only had to be like a level 10 Shaman to do it, so it was like suddenly went from having no money to having effectively infinite money, as far as I was concerned, mm-hmm. by being able to just cast this buff on people. Uh, and the the fact that the Shaman could turn into a Ghost Wolf and then move faster for dozens of levels before you got a mount right it's actually still they've they figured out a way to make that still pretty useful you can make it instant cast which is really handy so you're just running along and then you just hit a thing and suddenly you're a ghost wolf and your speed goes up and also you can like interact you can't cast spells but you can like pick mm. herbs and like interact yeah. with things in the world that's uh, what, that's you're... that's what's awesome about the uh the druid flight form too is that you can pick you can pick herbs in that form so you can just swoop down onto an herb and grab <laughs> it and fly away again without transforming. And the are you playing this time? No, around? I haven't. Uh, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of resisting falling off the wagon. I might I might eventually get on it and and play it just to the level cap and then not worry about it anymore. I don't yeah. I don't want to get dragged back into raids and shit all i want to know is did they ever give the druid animal forms dances dance emotes the bear, uh, the bear the moon does. Cast dances yeah right. they they do i don't they they're not like unique the 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 owl bear one just does like the chris farley chippendales dance like okay. just like the 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 other fat characters do did you see the? This is an aside. Did you see the uh, news article about the aerobics classes that are just doing Fortnite character dances? Huh. Like, it's like we're going to spend half an hour like mimicking these different Fortnite character dances. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty good. I guess. So, are they thinking that kids will want to exercise they if they do, do this? That's, that's, that's yeah. it's geared at it's geared at like kids and adults it's to to get everybody exercising together the video that somebody collected early on in the history of wow about just like this is where all the dances came from was pretty good like because they just found the referent for every single one of them there was the there is that um uh mit mystery hunt puzzle based on that there was like a video of someone doing all those dances yep um yeah pretty good mine is the mc hammer dance and always has been that's just the dance that you always do no it's just the dance that the male orcs get oh i see um but yeah you know casting a lot of lightning bolts at a lot of monsters the fact that it's everything scales has actually been kind of interesting because like every fight is still a thing to like kind of optimize your rotation in and like they're never too hard you, know, you get overwhelmed every once in a while or fighting an elite like it's okay but uh i think i i got from 110 to the level cap of 120 and i probably got killed two or three times in, that feels about right yeah for, for once wow. every once a day 
maybe. Of yeah. Once, like, per full day of play. Yeah. Um, I remember I used to get killed all the time because I was very reckless. Well, and PvP server. Well, true. Yeah. Yeah, that was... It was our best times. It was our best times. <laughs> that adversity. It it made everything scary in a good way. I, I don't yep. regret it. Yeah, all. there were, like, real threats in the world. Like, there were... A, a person could come and waste a bunch of your time. Yep. At any moment that they wanted to. And it was like, well, okay. And there was there was a reason to travel in numbers, yeah. and like, yeah, it's good. There's not there's no such thing as PvP servers anymore. Oh, you can just anyone can just opt into world PvP on any server. Mm, that's less exciting. No, I think there's a there is a renewed focus on PvP stuff in this expansion because it's really playing up the like it. Something that I kind of don't like about the expansion is the extent to which it just plays up. Oh, here's like a giant battle. And, like, that was always by far the least interesting part. Like, I wanted to go into, like, a tomb and yeah. collect the collect the bones to, like, build rebuild a guy to talk to or something, you know? I really enjoyed spending time in, was it Alterac Valley? The, like, 40-man PvP? Where, the, where a match would take, like, days? Sometimes. That sounded awful. It, like, it was really interesting. There were so many different little miniature objectives... It was like trying to simulate a game of Warcraft 3, yeah. right? Like it was It was great. So good. Would you just log in and play for an hour and then like People would come and go and sometimes come back in and be like, "Oh my god, is this the same game that I left like 2 hours ago after I like had dinner or whatever?" and people would be like, "Yes." Basically nothing has changed. <laughs> and the whole time people are like, you know, territory is shifting slightly and objectives are sort of being You had a couple of like once per uh, battleground you, abilities that you could use, like these giant monsters that you could sort of summon, and then they would start walking towards the enemy base, and you could try to protect them. But once all of that had been exhausted, and everybody was still around, it was it was kind of just a brutal like exhaustion fest. Whichever side got tired first lost. Uh, I don't know. It, it, I wouldn't want to do it all the time, but having done it a couple times was really memorable. I mean, I think there's nothing even remotely like that that happens anymore. Yeah. Either. It's nice that everything is streamlined. I like being able to like go to dungeons, you know, and it's just like you're out there fighting a boar and then you click that you want to go to a dungeon. And then yeah. when your dungeon group is ready, it teleports you in there. And then yep. when you leave the group, it teleports you right back to where you were. Is that the is boar pretty still there? handy? Often the boar is still there. Yeah. Um, I, their, their means for sort of streamlining the experience is like slightly backfiring a little bit of the time. Like I am constantly getting attacked by respawns way faster than it seems like I should. Uh, there are always other people around. Like, I think it started like just phasing in people from other servers. Like it doesn't really matter what server you're on anymore. Um, yeah, and so and there's respawn, like because respawns are tied to how many people are in that area. Yeah, so like yeah. off if there's like if you're questing in an area and somebody else is questing in an area, you'll kill a boss and then you're looting it and like oh, I'm turning in a quest because I can do that at a distance or whatever, and then the boss will respawn. It's like well, yeah. fuck. Like, that's 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 another uh, reason that that I'm holding off playing it because I kind of want to wait until there's like not a ton of people. people running around in the area I'm in because that always kind of broke immersion for me. I don't know. I kind of like doing quests where, oh, this other guy is fighting the same things that I'm fighting. 
I can just run over and like start chain lightninging the group that he's fighting and then we'll both get credit for them and they'll get killed a lot faster. It just like encourages this kind of ad hoc. There's been a couple times when I've also just like partied up with somebody who was like obviously on the same quest that I was and just like kind of, you know, chatted and fought goblins or whatever for a while. It's nice. How's the, how, how does the, the difficulty scale when you do that? Like, I remember whenever I would even just pairing up with somebody for a quest, it would just make the quest, if I could do it solo, doing it with two people was just trivial. It, they definitely go down faster. It doesn't matter what level the other person is. So I think that like, if I'm level 116 in this zone, all the monsters that I'm fighting are level 116. And if the guy who's next to me is level 120, the monster is level 120 to him. Hmm. And we just each like, Every time we cast one of our damaging spells, it just does like a percentage of the damage based on the differential between our levels or whatever. How do you even, like, do you even know that that person's level 120 at that point? Yeah, you can mouse over them and it'll say level 120. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really understand it. I mean, the thing is, like. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, there was, there was all of this shit that was weird about World of Warcraft because it was extremely in the, the like. Yeah, it it was like sort of, it was built with this certain breed of like Raf Coster verisimilitude dogma. Yeah. Right, where it, this has to be a world and there has to be a state of the world. This is a virtual world that people are playing in. And so like, but the thing that you can't do in a virtual world is, okay, every single person that comes through there, I need them to bring me my basket of yarn from the bedroom right so you have to do a thing where it's like well the basket of yarn spawns over here and then when somebody takes it it's gone for a while and so then you end up with like just a train of people sitting there waiting to be the first one to click on the basket of yarn when it respawns which like cool way to make this a lot like the real world by (laughs) having everybody see the same thing right and so there was never a point at which that made any kind of sense right like they just they built the tech to make it so like the yarn's there for some people and it's not there for other people and that's like way easier i i feel like the actual solution to that problem is not to do that sort of quest design well but go interact with this thing in the world is a Pretty, pretty significant limit to yeah that's true you know it was very rarely a problem playing the like wow back in the early days when there wasn't like a recent expansion or whatever like if you're just out in the world the the server population was like reasonable enough that you weren't you just almost never were like trying to do the same thing as somebody else so yeah, I mean, it would be weird, like, when we were both, when we were playing in a yes. group, right? Like, the, because it was still, like, we did, you didn't both get credit for a thing, for, you know, grabbing a thing or turning a thing in or whatever. So, yeah. there was just a lot of, like, mm, sit here, and maybe something responds, and we fight it, whatever. Like, yeah. Um, but, yeah, they just don't care. <laughs> it's, it's super weird. Like, it, there's just all of the rough edges have been filed off, and, like, honestly, I think it is an objectively better game now than it ever has been like everything that you do in the world is as interesting as the dungeons used to be mm-hmm. right like they're just the, the quest design is just like it's sort of optimized to not be boring which is a thing you just kind of couldn't do before with the sort of yeah man. you know i think partly it's like that you know kind of the way that we got with kingdom of loathing like they 
got so their tools got so good that it was just easy for them to make content fast. Um, I can't imagine yeah, what um, it would be like to play on the vanilla servers they're bringing out. I feel like I, there's going to be a lot of people disappointed because it turns out their nostalgic memories don't include the tedium. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I there's, there's something. There's yeah, a, there's there is a value to that. Not it's not necessarily a good thing for people or or whatever, but it's apparently the the when they did that with RuneScape, it remained popular. Like I, you know, I didn't buy it because I feel like. Everyone always wants, you know, I want to feel like I did when I was a kid and like my bones didn't hurt all the time and everything was new and exciting. So give me back the specific thing that I saw then. But I guess people actually like that RuneScape thing. I don't know. Sync Up House is still good. I'm also in the middle of the longest streak that I have ever, the only time that I've ever actually done a streak in the New York Times crossword oh. app, I started caring about a streak. So I'm. At almost a month. I thought you were wow. in a streak in Sync Up House. No, no. Okay. I had a good I had a good run the other day. I had my best run like three weeks ago or whatever. Still Sing, your first best single run or best multi? Best multi best like run. Okay. Um still half of Chris Remo's score. <laughs> Speaking of the New York Times crossword. Congrats on your sub five minute. Oh yeah, I got a, I got I solved a Monday in less than five minutes. Finally, after after years of trying to do that, I finally pulled it off. It's like four fifty five or something. But Great. Now now you got to beat four minutes. Got to be four minutes. Fucking mm. Steven Steve, Alexander from uh, yeah, Magic Circle and the Blackout Club. He does it on a computer. Well, I don't know that, but like, uh, okay, do it on a computer. If I did it on a computer, I could maybe do it faster. You know, where the yeah. interfaces are just infinitely where the interfaces better because <laughs> you can just, type, you can just type. Yeah, on an actual keyboard. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the time. A lot of that five minutes is spent correcting typos because sure. of a shitty phone keyboard. So yeah. you're right. I mean, you could also, also you could also buy a paper copy of the New York Times and a pen. Yeah, and do it instantly. Yeah, that would be that's way how, that's how fast it is. It would be way slower to write down letters than you to kidding? type. Yes. No. No, I'm not. I mean, no. I mean, no. <laughs> duh. Duh. Of course, no. Yes. You think you can handwrite? A crossword puzzle faster than you can type it? I think, no fucking way. I think, I, think, I think it would be made up for the speed at which you can navigate between boxes. boxes I, yeah. But I think that having to index into the clues to find the clue for the square that you were looking at as opposed to it's the only other text on the screen mm -hmm. besides the puzzle would also be... That's, that is a valid point. Mm -hmm. Um Something, a trick that I learned that definitely has sped me up on the like Monday and Tuesday and sometimes Wednesday puzzles that are basically just how long does it take you to fill this out and not how, like once you reach a certain level of skill at this thing, the Monday's puzzles just kind of solve themselves as you go. But what I used to do is do all the acrosses and then all the downs and then start filling in the ones where there were gaps. But lately I'll do an across and then if I get an across, I will immediately do all the downs that are on it because then there's just a bunch more puzzle filled out, right. like which seems pretty obvious in retrospect that that's like a strategy for doing it faster, but it had just never occurred to me. Especially if you get the first letter, because the first letters are yeah. what make it a lot easier for me to get clues. Yeah. Generally, like I, when I'm doing a harder one, I will just go through all of the acrosses and all the downs and just write down anything that I definitely know. And then that, and then I use that as a starting point for 
you know, just figuring out the ones that are just like some random synonym of a word that could be five things. Um, but yeah. New York Times crossword. Check them out. It's a good game. What are you been playing, Riff? Um, the only new thing I've been playing is I started playing Abduction. Um, yeah, I saw that you were streaming. That. Yeah, well, did it finally come out in PSVR? You were you were waiting for that, right? Yeah, well, the, uh, it it did eventually come out. I was waiting for it on PSVR, and it came out on PSVR. And it turned out that in order for them to make it work in PSVR, they had to drop the the polygon count so low it really doesn't look good. <laughs> It hmm. looks it looks pretty bad, actually. And they had to take out all the puzzles. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did not get far enough to find out that detail. Um, I don't I don't know anything about the technical specs, but that was always my impression of PSVR is that it was like seriously underpowered. It's real cheap though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's cheap and it's comfortable. Yeah, but yeah. Other than that, maybe if you hook up a PSVR to whatever the the PS4 Pro or whatever they call it that has the bonus juice for the gpu yeah that's probably better i think that's yeah. why they put out the ps4 pro but uh mm. but but yeah our uh our our youtube series of the uh of that weird uh tingle game got inter interrupted because uh jenny's having problems with her setup so to fill in schedule space i started playing uh started playing some abduction i played like an hour of it didn't she, sorry to, as an aside here, didn't she like move into a new house and then there was like mold everywhere and. Yeah, I, I'm not clear if it was, she moved into a new house and there was mold there or she moved into a new house because there was mold at her old house. Mm. But. Or she moved into a new house and brought a bunch of mold with her. Possibly any of those three things are true. Or she moved into a unique house because they broke the mold. <laughs> but yep. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. At, well, so far, I'm only an hour into it. I'm actually kind of stuck already an hour into it, but we'll see how it goes. But it it looks friggin' gorgeous. Have um, you been abduct abducted yet? Uh, yep that that happens in the opening cutscene. Yeah, you get abducted like before you even get to start walking around. Okay. Um, it's hard and kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> I thought. In a way that, like, mist wasn't. Really? Back when I was young and my bones didn't hurt all the time and everything was <laughs> new and fresh. Uh, I have I have a pretty good tolerance for that, so we'll see. What have you been playing, Kevin? Uh, I don't think I've played anything brand new. Uh, I finished a couple of games. I finished Bomb Chicken, uh, which has continu was continued to be largely fun. Uh, I kind of hated how they did their checkpointing. There'd be like a really long, difficult sequence and you'd get to the very end and then die and then have to start all over from the very beginning, which was aggravating. It's like life. Uh, sure. Um, what else did I play? I I played uh, what I was planning on playing an hour of Exapunks last night and ended up playing like six hours. Uh, that game is so good. Uh, but I just can't proceed until I have... Spent some time optimizing on all three of the different histograms. Uh, are you are you finished with the campaign? Not yet. No. Yeah, I don't know how far I am away from it. I just, I think I just did the thing where I had to turn off the lights for the heist 
thing. I think that's near the end. Okay, so I'm 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 getting there. I've, I unlocked the like arcade game. Yeah, I played that a little bit. Um, yeah, like it's just so satisfying. You make a solution and then you you optimize for like one axis and then you go back and you think real hard and you optimize for another axis and it's I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of pleasure in there. I don't, yeah, it just feels really good. Um, it's and it's it is just the same formula that they just keep using over and uh-huh. over and over again. <laughs> just like putting a different coat of paint on it and it's just there's just nothing bad about it. I would argue that Opus Magnum is one kind of thing and Infinifactory is one kind of thing and then all of their other games are another kind of thing. I mean, I guess like really? Space Chem and Opus Magnum are the same thing. Yeah. Um, well, and the uh, journey, the, the Codex of Alchemical Engineering. Well, sure, yeah. From where, from whence they came. Yeah. Um, because of the physical location of the the board, like because the board has a physical state and that's different from Infinifactory because it's in 3D. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess Infinifactory is Infinifactory is maybe in the same set as Opus Magnum, but like the yeah, just the programming games are less. I didn't like Space Chem either, though. Like, I did not get into Space Chem at all. Oh, huh. Okay. Um, is it, it just was, because it you just like was, shiny jewels? It's partly because I like shiny jewels. Yeah, I really liked Infinifactory. It just like yeah. like like everything they make and like everything Alan Hazelden makes by himself with no one's help ever because he's never even met another game developer. <laughs> uh, they just get too hard for me too fast, right? Like I'm just not smart enough in the right way to not get frustrated think, with those things early. I think you are plenty smart. I think you are just less patient. Well, sure. And that's, that is the difference. And my favorite thing about this studio is how fucking loud the floors in the hallway are. It's amazing. It's like it's it's like it's built like they they just it's like let's make the floor like the chamber of a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would I don't know, thinking of thinking back on Shenzhen IO, like I would have been delighted if the mid middle part of that game were like five times as long just like that difficulty of puzzle um and also like take out all the boring puzzles would have been Mm. good like the i don't know if i talked about like at at one point i went back to uh shenzhen io and tried to like i went and tried to play the um the bonus campaign after you spoilers do the spoilers thing. Okay. Um, and um, all of those puzzles were the boring kind. And I realized it was because like you started working for the guy who gave you all the boring puzzles oh, wow. in the main campaign. What were the, how do you differentiate between the boring ones and the non boring like the ones you get bored by are the boring so, ones. So yeah, the boring ones are like, you know, build a, um, an underwater maintenance robot. You know, you're, 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 spraying uh like fertilizer on uh plants grown hydroponically uh, and the fun ones are like um it's the theming thing the fun ones are like you're you're building an animated vape pen that they're going to give away at DJ Cool Dead <laughs> concerts 
Um, the, the guy, um, in the, there's a character in that game that keeps sending you email and he's like, he has kind of like an arc where he starts out just like being this really ineffective product manager who comes up with these crazy product ideas that never go anywhere because nobody wants them. And then towards the end of the game, he like, he kind of comes into his own and comes up with a bunch of good ideas. Um, so there's a little arc for him, but like that guy, I want to work for like that guy making his his shit that you, nobody would possibly buy just because it's such a a weird idea. Like when they were talking about making that game, they talked about like one of the ideas we had for a puzzle was like a magic baseball bat that would every time you swing it, you get a home run. Um, And I don't know how that would turn into a puzzle. And they apparently they couldn't figure it out either because they didn't actually put that puzzle in the game. But like... This is the idea of like a cool, weird product, um, that you just design and build. That's a, that's a, that sounds like a real cool job to me. So it's just a hundred percent the theming? Uh, pr- pretty much. Yeah. 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 I buy it. Yeah. Um, and then there's probably a lot of like nuance to beyond just like how difficult it is. There's probably a not a lot of nuance to like the actual like um the 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 board layouts they give you and the the specifications they require you to meet. Um but like whether I get excited to solve a puzzle is basically just like whether I feel like I'm doing something cool. And what did you think of the um hacker PVP challenges? I Felt like those kind of fell down in the design aspect. In, in so now we're talking about exapunks. Sorry, yeah, it's all right. Uh, I feel, like I feel like the the language that they give you doesn't give you any significant ways to query the state of the world around you, mm-hmm. and like the design of those challenges where like you you and your opponent both have the 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 X's running around. Uh, but you don't know what your opponent is doing, so you can't write code that's reactive to it. Um, okay. And so you kind of have to just like blindly, blindly do stuff, and you come, up, you eventually come up with a strategy that works on the uh, the NPC that they you know, that pr- presumably they have like some uh, just a routine that they wrote for that NPC to like send in as their champion. Um, I never even figured out how to uh, play against other people. Like click on the nameplate. Okay. The, yeah. I, that, that I never did that. So I don't know what that does. I, I think the advantage that you have is that because there's a relatively limited sort of querying your opponents running a program, and then that becomes a new puzzle for you to try to defeat. Like they've got a particular algorithm, so now you need to do something that defeats that algorithm. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that seems right. And then, yeah, at that point, it kind of becomes like reverse engineering what they're doing and trying to trying to best it. Yeah. Which there's definitely some joy in that. Sure. Yeah, I, I just feel like if I'm like if I am tasked with. Um, writing a program that's going to play a, like a competitive game like that, I would want to, like, the fact that you can't 
write a generalized approach. Like it's just not feasible um, that you have to like, and even if there were some aspect of Yomi to it where you would anticipate what your opponent is going to do and you write code to that, that would be interesting. Um, Can you define Yomi for listeners and me? Uh, I, I, so I'm not actually sure, but I think Yomi is the concept or the act of predicting what your opponent is going to do and uh, reacting to it. And that's, of course, in the context of them also trying to predict what you are going to do. According to Wikipedia, it's the Japanese word for the land of the dead or world of darkness. Okay, well. So it's about those vampire role Yeah, this games? is, this is a word that I picked up from like Dave Serlin blog posts. Yeah. I know it from Dave Serlin and like Frank Lance. Right. Wasn't Yomi was a thing that you gathered in, yeah. in Universal Paperclips. Okay. <laughs> it was, it was strange though. It was like an aspect of winning space battles or something. There were those simulations that you would run and that's how you would, earn yomi and then i forgot what you spent it on oh well just thematically that would be like the simulations would be um you trying to figure out what your opponent is doing and then you spend that knowledge on the actual battle the actual fights yeah Mm. i guess that's true Um, and i've continued to play like puzzle craft 2 um the design of that game is interesting in the sense that the, the way that they have differentiated is you're going from like area to area and each area has a new set of little sort of challenges um, that you need to overcome but they always start you in at such a sort of disadvantaged state where you're like you're trying to do this this what is the name of this puzzle where you're linking you're linking things on a grid um it's not a, it's not a match three it's, it's a, a grid it's a grid linker it's a grid linker um and so you're you're linking things on a grid, and they they start you off where where you have like a bunch of pests that you that that eat your sort of valuable resources, and you have to defeat them. And there's no good way to do it, and you don't have the right tools to do it, and stuff like that. And so it really encourages you to before going on to the next area to like hoard a bunch of resources. And so that's what I've been doing is just like playing kind of repetitively in the old area just to sort of like build up a a big cache of supplies and materials so that when I go to the next area, I can more readily just defeat it. That sounds awful. Uh, It's, it's fine in the sense that the, that I enjoy the individual games because they're like little miniature puzzles that also feel kind of like knitting. Yeah. That that does sound sound like a failure of design. Like, yeah, if I were like, if I saw users doing that in one of my games, like I would force them probably like reset their, you start every new sequence of levels with a full toolbox or something. Yeah. I like it. Cause it sounds like that they kind of tuned it around the idea that you would grind for resources at the end of every level. They tuned it around the idea that you would, You'd be excited about progression. You'd get to an area, you'd find it very challenging, and then you would pay money for. Oh, right. It's, it's got microtransactions, okay. right? So I think they wanted they wanted you to be excited about getting to new areas and getting new stuff, but then frustrated just enough that it would it would be easier for you to spend a couple bucks. Yeah, I think on people tools. who make games like that might be bad people. <laughs> they they don't seem to have any qualms. About being bad. Well, about they taking want, advantage of people's sort of psychological, uh, common psychological weaknesses or I mean, preferences. We, we have 
we have the advantage of being able to deliberately make bad financial decisions about the video games that we make. That's true. Right? And not everybody has that, uh, you know, pr- privilege. What would, sure. would you say? No, that's definitely right? privilege. I mean, I've definitely met people who are not bad people. Also, here's the thing. Most people who play these free-to-play games don't think of them as being, like, immoral or unethical. Right? Like, people just think, yeah, that's what a phone game is. Right. This is another point of evidence in my favor of phone games sucking a butt. Well, so like, <laughs> Plants vs. Zombies was that. was way more fun if you never. Or Plants vs. Zombies two, I guess, was way more yeah, fun of a game. Who knows now? I mean, they sure, but it was way more fun of a game if you didn't give them money because it was hard enough to be challenging uh, for people that like that, that kind of thing. Whereas, I think for the casual player, it was probably so hard that they would want there to be. That they would want to pay some money. I was really disappointed by the people's response to that. Like yep. it specifically, like the people in the Campo office who are like thoughtful people about games. Like, you know, actually, the free to play parts of Plants vs Zombies Two are not that big a deal. And because like they're also sort of united in their belief that like Hearthstone was exploitative from a from a revenue model, and I just don't think I it think is. Like it I think is. you get a bunch of free cards every day or every other day just by playing. A bunch is, I think, being generous to Blizzard. Maybe. <laughs> like, you get a couple of packs a week, which are mostly commons and sometimes some rare cards, and the rare cards are better enough that you need a bunch of them to be able to play a variety of decks. If you... if The way that I have heard it described from people who have paid zero, put zero money into Hearthstone is that you can make one or two solid decks every cycle but if you want more than that you can't i mean and like here's me being a huge asshole how many hearthstone cards do you actually deserve for not giving the people who spent money and time making the video game any money like i like that's where i don't like yes obviously the experience is going to be compromised if you don't pay for it like you know, your TV looks way better if you're watching it in your living room, having bought it, as opposed to standing on the street in front of Sears, watching it through a window, right? Like, I don't know. That's how you're, that's, that is how you're supposed to learn about major world events is. Oh, right. Is by standing with a group side. of other, yeah, other shocked people. <laughs> yeah. Each of you has an umbrella. Yep. You know, in a trench coat. Um, I, it just, it never seemed that bad to me. Like during the times when I'm not, explicitly paying money to Hearthstone, I'm still getting cards all the time. Right? Like, a pack a day. I mean, I could quit any time. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I because I have given them some money, I am now in the situation where I have w- way more resources than I need. Yeah. Um, I mean, and to be fair, like, or rather, to disclose fully, I have probably spent 600 bucks on Hearthstone since the, since the, since the beginning of Hearthstone. But like, I don't know. It's to describe it as being like shitty free to play exploitative, I think is uninformed, if not disingenuous. Well, you're talking about it from the whale point of view. I guess that's true. I guess I am a whale. I am. I am. And that's why Jimmy Wales keeps emailing me. I, <laughs> See, you invite I you to the was... family reunions. <laughs> yep. I was super worried about their decision to move away from the alternating between oh, yeah. content expansion and card expansion. Yeah. And uh, they, ha- they have 
sort of won me back with this most recent set of puzzles. Mm. See, I don't like these puzzles nearly as much as I liked the dungeon run and monster hunt. You hated those. I fucking hate those, so... I'm glad that, I'm glad that they are serving my my <laughs> interests with this particular patch. So like I think we've talked about this in the past week or two is that with this most recent Hearthstone patch or what is it called expansion expansion uh they've included like about 100 sort of interesting little Hearthstone based puzzles that you have to solve uh in the single player content. And I think we described this last time but it's basically like here's this hand of cards that you have you have to deal all of your opponent's hit points in damage this turn. And that's how you win this puzzle. And so there's just like some tricky way of making that happen with the resources at your disposal. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the puzzles are clever and some of them are very hard. Uh, it's both of us have continued to, to sort of work on them for a week or two now. Like, yeah, I will occasionally go back in and do it. I'm, I'm getting into that, like, Bloom being a little bit off the rose thing. Like, I'm not that excited about the new expansion in oh. terms of, like, the cards and the kinds of decks you can play in it. Like, I've mostly just been playing same old, same old. But that death I'm not, like, ex- hunter that you ruined me with was pretty cool. Yeah. Go to that. You find that deck on the internet. Yeah. That way you don't have to type anything so you can play on your fucking watch. <laughs> Yeah. Well, should we talk about the assignment, the dead cells? Sure. I really like this game. Yeah? I think I'm at least, I have not played it a ton. I played two hours-ish, two or three hours maybe. Uh, I It feels full of potential and possibility to me. Uh, I keep finding these dead ends where it's obvious that there needs to be some sort of power up or whatever that i need to have in order to get past it like i kept finding what power-ups have you gotten i got the one that allows you to grow the vines out of the like pile of green goo that you can tickle yeah and yeah, yeah before you get the power to grow the vines you can just tickle the goo right which does nothing there's apparently. the there's the stone obelisks which you can rub which just sort of makes a, a static thing which i don't know what that does and then there's a bunch of places where I clearly need to either be able to like wall jump or jump much higher to get past. Um, there's things where there's like a rune on the ground yep. that you can inspect. And I think that's another, I, I only got, so I got the vine thing on the PC when I first played it. And then I get the vine thing again when I played it on the switch, when it came out and playing it for the assignment, I kind of gave up because I just kept getting just ruined by that elite archer thing that you get the vine thing from like i don't know why this week i just suddenly was like incapable of beating that thing did you only play they rebalanced it i thought they'd rebalanced it at release to make it a lot easier because i remember like like i just beat that guy on the first try when i went back to play on the switch and then playing it on the pc this week with like i used a controller because it's like you kind of need to but it was just like is it always the same monster? Because I don't. Yeah, know. it's always that. Just like it, it's a guy who shoots two arrows at you at a time. But the d- playing this week, he also like spawns these little zombie ads uh, that are like yeah. impossible to see against the background. I think and it I depends don't... a little bit on what kind of sort of add-ons you have and the particular geography of in- your encounter with him. Because mm-hmm. I think I was above him and was able to toss down grenades and traps and stuff mm-hmm. to deal with him for the most part. I've become a big fan of the slicers. I use those a lot. Um, 
I think I play very tactically, which means that so like today I played for an hour and got all the way through the promenade, I guess, and the 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 what's the, the ramparts, the ramparts, so, yeah. and got to the black bridge, which apparently is it's either that whole zone is a boss fight or at the very beginning there's a boss fight. And the boss was so hard because it was all sort of this like close arcade combat, which it just I have been avoiding the whole game. Like I have been playing careful, slow progression where I throw traps and shoot things from a distance. And now I'm stuck in this very tight space with a boss. And and at the beginning of the fight, you can sort of just dodge and, and throw your traps and it's not that big a deal. But then he gets progressively harder and adds more and more sort of ranged attacks and things like that. And eventually, like, and he has so much health that it was really frustrating. And I don't know if, I don't know if that's something that I can ever get past because I would just, my skill level would be, have to be so much higher. Hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I, um, I couldn't really get into it at all. I mean, I, I, it looks super gorgeous and it, it plays fine, but I don't know. I'm starting to think maybe just like action roguelikes aren't for me. Because the all progression that's entirely on your character and not in the world just doesn't feel like progression to me. It but just it feels is, like grinding. It's in the world to some extent, right? Yeah, like each individual kinda, playthrough. Like but, if I don't know how frequent these like mobility increasing these like these effectively these keys that you find are right because it seems like there's at least three or four additional ones that we've identified that. I was assuming that each zone would maybe have one, right? So I thought the green thing was for the, the green sludge was for the second zone, and that one would have, the third zone would have, like, the red runes in the floor or the wall jump or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it doesn't seem to be that frequent, and so I don't, I just, I have no idea how, what the size and scope yeah. is. And it, and I mean, and it just feels like, like, to get to that point, the 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 gameplay to get there just feels like grinding to me. Yeah, I was kind of getting that sense looking at it, like because it was like, all right, well, so I've in the first game of this, I played, I got five souls before I died. Okay, here's a thing that costs fifty. Well, I guess I'll never get that or the hundred other full, things that also a full cost clear 50. of the promenade gave me fifty souls. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So it it ramps up pretty fast. I mean, I guess like I just tended to avoid. Oh, sorry, it. full clear of the. Ramparts gave me fifty souls. Okay, huh. uh, and I think I think the promenade was like ten to fifteen. Yeah. So, I, you know, it, it, there's definitely grinding involved for sure. Um, I don't normally mind that. It's just with this, it just felt like I wish that there was a lower ramp of pricing mm. on stuff. Like I wish that. Every run or every couple of runs, there was something slightly different that was a thing that I chose. There's I guess. a lot of there's a lot of low cost um, blueprints that you can find. Uh, I couldn't figure out what those actually get. Like you don't they don't give you the item. Well, so a blueprint. If you, I, I I assume that it, this doesn't work if you don't survive. If you survive to the point that you get to the collector, then they unlock that blueprint and that becomes a thing that you can then spend souls on from then on. Um, and some of them only cost five and some of them cost 50 and there's stuff in between. And those just unlock new weapons that I think then show up randomly in the world. Um, okay. So you, you pay to unlock the blueprint and then like, that means that weapon will be in the spawn pool, like the pool of things that can drop or whatever. I believe, or they can be purchased in stores and stuff, Hmm. I think. Um, Yeah. 
I yeah, I don't know. I like I haven't it has not worn off on me yet. The charm still seems to be there. I don't know how much I will play it, but I the idea that I can go back to it from time to time and play it seems like a fun yeah. version. Um but yeah, I have a bunch of those at this point, so who knows. What was your experience of it, Jim? I so I started playing this thing. April was watching me play it, and then as soon as she found out that it was a roguelike, she lost all interest. Just like I, huh. I, I think just the fact that we weren't actually exploring, meaningfully exploring a space. It was just kind of like a yeah. an actually crafted space. Yeah, that it was just a that's, randomly that's generated super space that what was, I want would just be thrown away in a, a space. Right. Um, and it just speaks to that a little bit. The the level generation feels. Pretty good. Yeah, it, it didn't. And, well, yeah, it didn't that was seem why real seamy the way the, like minutes. Rogue yeah. Legacy did. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of neat little secrets that are peppered around and stuff. Like it's yeah, yeah. It, it it's definitely like I'm not gonna knock it too much for that, but like I definitely like I had a I hit the kind of the same wall you did, Zach. Where I've just like every run through, I would get like I don't know eight souls. Uh, and then probably lose 20 in the next level when I died oh, right. there. That, that's frustrating. Um, and it was just like, I don't feel like I'm getting enough out of this game to feel like it's worth putting my time into. And I don't know if that's just, uh, like if I enjoyed the act of the, like the moment to moment act of playing the game more, that would probably not be as big a deal, but it's just like it, it, the jumping, the running around and jumping and fighting, they feel okay, but they're not like, they, they feel very like, they feel, it all feels very deliberate. It all feels like this is like one of the people on the team's favorite game, probably. Like yeah. it feels like that, like they, they made the, the jumping feel exactly this way because that's exactly what they wanted. And it's just like not, it, it's not exactly what I want. It's kind of like I, yeah, off I'm not for super me. Psyched about the jumping. I always like I take so much damage when I'm trying to go down a platform that has a chain coming down from it because I always like what I want to do is just drop and I always end up stuck to the chain and like he can't, he, like I don't exactly know what I'm doing wrong that results in that. Um, I the animations are so nice. Yeah, the like yeah. the, the animations. So it weirdly though like. I don't feel that way about the enemies. Like the enemies just seem like just uniform neon blobs. They definitely become more interesting as you progress. Do they? But yeah. Man, I like I don't remember those fucking sword guys on the promenade, but I do not oh, understand they, how to deal with them. They are a huge They're fan, so yes. hard. Yep. I don't I think maybe a shield would be good, but I never play games with shields, so I don't know. Yeah, me too. So I like uh, I got a, the game that I was able to play for an hour today. Uh, I got this w- weird power up that I hadn't gotten yet before, which is a very strong damage shield around me. And that made, that allowed me to deal with them a lot better. As soon as, soon as one of them started chasing me, I could just turn that on and kill it was like quick. an actual shield shield that had a, it didn't protect me, but it did a tremendous amount of damage to things in the area oh. around me. It was a, it was some sort of gold thing which i hadn't seen before which i don't know if that means it was rare or something hmm. um, but it was it was different than the one that's just the like sort of circle of knives or whatever um but yeah that plus the slicer meant that i could sort of very strategically 
inch forward and make a bunch of progress because anywhere that I could throw a slicer, I could basically kill any enemy that was ahead of me. Um, that seems like kind of a boring way to play. Well, but it, it's a way to progress and get some value out of that. Like you get all of those souls and then you can eventually. That's true. If you survive. Yeah. Unless you get in a hurry later and just start plowing through and yeah. fuck up. Yeah. Just don't do that. We, you know, we, you and I, we play video games like we run our business, uh, <laughs> extremely <laughs> impulsively and extremely conservatively and carefully, respectively. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. Uh, I, we'd be unstoppable playing co-op. No, we wouldn't. I would constantly be dead. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you would always yell at me. You wouldn't yell at me. You would just make fun of me in World of Warcraft for like, we'd be fighting something and we'd kill it. And then I would just pull the next thing without healing. And you'd be like, you have like 15% of your health. Why did you pull that guy? I'm like, oh, I was fucking bored. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I go killing a pig now. <laughs> Uh, for our next assignment, we are going to do, uh, the game, The Messenger, which is, uh, Ninja gaiden mm -hmm. Uh, it's, it seems like a lot of jump and air combo, slap a thing, jump a bunch, uh, go through time and suddenly you're a Super Nintendo. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm real excited about this game. I, the, the little bit of it that I have played has been great. Uh, cool. So, and and it's made by, it's made by cool dudes. Yeah. We're going to go to the launch party on Sunday, yep. and we're going to say, hey, we played your game, and ten, we rank it a 10 out of 10, because we're publication.com, reviewer of everything. <laughs> yeah. Gentlemen, I've had a phenomenal time recording episode number 342 of 343, 344, 343 of Video Games Hot Dog with you. I hope we do episode 332, 333. <laughs> 341. Real I also soon. had a good time. And listeners, I hope you'll join us. And if you do, I hope you can tell us which episode it is. Check your emails. Cock of Bonanza Baloo Joe. Uh, wh what? <laughs> Bye. Good night. Have a great week, everybody. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. 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 My mouth is all dry. My mouth is all dry. Do a tisk tisk. Yeah. Yeah.